We're going to talk tonight about relation shift, relation shift, relation shift. So I know we usually talk about relationships, but relationship is when we actually switch places with the person that we are supposed to love. So that's when I consider their, I consider, you know, them before I just go on about my way or just say anything. I consider relation shift, relation shift. Okay. So I want to read, I'm going to start with 2 Corinthians 5, 17. And it says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And then I want to go to Romans 12 and 2. Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideal and new attitude, so that you may prove for yourselves what is good and acceptable and perfect. What is good, what's acceptable and perfect. What is good, acceptable and perfect will of God, even a thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. So tonight I want to talk, like I said, I want to talk a little about, about, about relationships. And some studies indicate that our self-perception is established before the age of five. Before the age of five, you had a perception of the world. You had a judgment of what you thought the world would look like. That is a tiny window to form your your vision of the world. And so when we think about that, we can also think about how sometimes in our culture we get lost and see there's always something being taught. Even when you're not saying anything, you're still teaching with your life. So by the time we're five years old, our experiences are shaped in our judgments. Now, let me tell you what judgment is. Judgment is coming to a conclusion without all the facts coming to a conclusion without the facts. So you may be thinking, well, why did this happen to me? You know, and what happens is when these traumas come, we, we, first of all, we put ourselves in the middle as if all of it was designed to, to kill us. We are all born of a sinful nature and sin revolves around self. So whenever you consider sin, you are considering yourself. It's never God in the middle of it. Sin is selfish. Actually, those are S's that can go together. Sin and selfishness. Fear puts us in the center of every experience. All right? Fear puts us in every experience. Therefore, the person with a sinful nature interprets everything subjectively, making it all about themselves. We react the way we feel. We react the way we feel and we already established that our feelings will lie lie to us. But Bishop always teaches us that 
We always sink to the level of our feelings. So it's important that your feelings, your emotions, and all of these things come in alignment with the word of God. It's not okay to have all these feelings running rampant and you don't, you, you got to look in the mirror to see if it's you yourself. So sometimes you have to just put a check on yourself. And I, I mean, during this time, all we have is time. Yeah. It is so important that you, that we realize when something comes up, you got to ask God to deal with it. Don't just know and own it, but give it back to God. Actually, as ask him, where did this come from, God? What happened to make me think this way? Why am I blocking your blessings? So bondage is pain. When, you, when you're not free, there's a sense of bondage. We become enslaved when we become enslaved to our feelings, yeah. enslaved to our emotions, enslaved to our lives. Then it creates a bondage. Chances are, if we can't say no to people, we are not saying no to the devil. If we're not saying no to people and setting clear boundaries, remember last week we talked about setting spiritual boundaries as well as natural boundaries. But if we're not able to tell people no, chances are we're not telling Satan no. Boundaries. Now, we're not talking about boundaries being walls. We're talking about boundaries being fences. That's a visible area where it's, it's, it's a territory that's marked off. Okay. So there's a big difference in walls and fences, all right? So our viewpoint of the world is from our own selfish viewpoint. What happens around us will eventually take place in us if we don't control our environments, if we don't control our, control what's going on, what we introduce to ourselves, what we, what we entertain. So then that, that goes back to this thing called codependencies. And that's when the habits are formed during our developmental years, during our development. So I want you to take a trip back in your own past. What was it like growing up? What was it like? Was it loving? Was it nourishing? Was what was your perception of God? What was going on? Who was with you? All of this stuff is important. You, this, this stuff that's happening today already happened a long time ago. It is so important. I, I see every day why God says that you should love your neighbor as yourself. Because yourself is what puts the eyes to the relationships, any relationships that come your way. It's how you see things. And when we have when we have a bad outlook on things, I want to use this piece of tape to actually symbolize that. So if we have a bad view of things, this is kind of how it looks. It's, it's distorted. You can't really see. You can hear me, but you can't see clearly when when pain is in your life that you refuse to deal with. Everything looks like this. It's a problem when you're trying to put it together. You don't know where to go. You're lost. You don't know what's going on. But what we do is we'll judge to see what's going on because we don't have the the vision of God in our lives. So it's kind of like looking through this that, that piece of tape. You know, I can't really see clearly. I can see some things. I see a little bit that's what's going on, but I don't have a clear view of God. 
So this, this is why it's so important that we allow God to renew our minds, as it said in Romans. Renew our minds. Renew our minds. Yeah. Renew. And then we have to keep saying to ourselves that I'm not a victim. Once I accepted Jesus Christ in my life, I am a new creature. I am a new creature. All things are made new. And that's something that we have to keep rehearsing because humanly, we want to keep going back and accusing ourselves. That self-manipulation is killing us, but we have to accept God's reality in our life. It's so hard. We feel like we have to work for everything. We feel like when we fail, we have failed and there is no recovery. And then we, we, instead of God writing our names in the book and giving us new grace every day, we look at it as, oh my God, this big man in heaven is just waiting for me to mess up. He gave me this book of rules that I can't live by. And now he's just going to punish me. So you have to really, really, really grasp your belief system and ask God to renew my mind every single day. Renew my mind because, God, there's some old things that keep trying to take me and put me in bondage. So, God, I need you to renew my mind. I need you to renew my heart until I can believe it. Renew my mind. Renew my heart. You said I'm new. You said that you cast my sins into the sea of forgetfulness. So I refuse to bring them up. You are not your past. You are not your mistakes. And you can have healthy relationships. As we learn to think as God thinks, we exchange depression, hopelessness, joy, um, lack of expectation. We exchange those for the joy of the Lord. We believe God has a wonderful future plan for us. According to Jeremiah 29, 11, he has planned it. He has mapped it all out. No matter what your past has been. God has a bright future for you. He sees you totally different. God sees us complete. You are not incomplete when you are in Jesus Christ. You have everything you need when you actually abide in Christ. He never meant for us to be dependent, but he said he is the vine and we are the branches. So as long as we are in him, we will produce what he has for our lives. When we have negative thoughts, we end up with negative results. But positive results open the door for God to work in our lives. If we think we are unable to do certain things, we will then render ourselves unable. Even through God's, even though God's word said that we can do all things through Christ, we defy the word of God. Did you not know that your thoughts And your thoughts and your thoughts can be more powerful than the word of God. Did you know that? Perhaps I'm not experiencing abundant life because I continue to exalt my knowledge against the knowledge of Christ. Our thoughts can be more powerful than the word of God. This means we must reconsider our past judgments of events and people. What have you judged that you did not have facts about? Uh Otherwise, we lock ourselves into our current 
patterns of thinking. There's a pattern of thinking. And that pattern of thinking blocks the truth. That pattern of thinking that I'm still that person that was abused when I was young. I'm still that person that was bullied. I'm still that person that nobody wanted. I'm still that person. I'm still that person that couldn't pass the test in school. I'm still dumb. I'm still ignorant. These are the things that we tell ourselves when it comes to doing extraordinary things for God. But God is not dependent on your ability. He just wants somebody that's available, somebody that's dumb enough to say, God, I don't know it all, but I'm available to you. I am ready for God to expand in my life, but I got to make room for God. See, some. Sometimes we can get booked up with everything else but God. But on this, during this season, I'm clearing out all, I'm doing all the spring cleaning I can do in my life. You got to really, really, really go in the depths. Let it happen. Visit the pain. Let the pain surface so God can deal with it. He wants us to be whole. He wants us to be not just healed, but he wants us Whole, whole. So whatever I think, I seek to confirm. Uh So if I feel like I'm not good enough, then I seek to confirm it. But guess where I confirm it at? I confirm it in somebody else that I judge. So what I do is I take my insecurities and I mix it into a potion into every single one of my relationships. So when something like that reminds me of the pain of my past, then it confirms, it reaffirms that pain in my life saying, I can't, you're less than, nobody wants you. But you you know, it's kind of like, you tickling that part of me that I don't want nobody to touch, Uh you know? So you got to realize what is going on. It's not the next person's fault, but we got to lay out before God, let him come in. God is a gentleman. He must be invited in, but whatever I think I seek to confirm. If I think that I'm less than then I will look for that in my relationships. If I think I'm not worthy of love, I will look for that in my relationships. If I think that Jesus loves me, then I can overcome some things. But whatever and whomever we hold in our mental focus Uh for extended periods of time draws us in and ultimately conforms us into its image. So what you're looking at is what you're going to become. Proverbs 13, 20 says, it's an example, become wise by walking with the wise, hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. So it's almost like association brings on a simulation. So this is why these relationships are so important. But what's most important is that you be a good friend. Mm -hmm. Can you be what you're looking for in the next person? And that's when the judgment takes place. And we judge people according to our eyesight. We judge according to this is how we look at people. This is how we look at people. We look at people through the lens of our pain, but God wants us to have clear vision. And our theme this year is saying, look again, look again. again. That person that you're fighting with could be the person that takes you to the next level. 
Yes. It is Satan's job to to divide and conquer, divide and conquer. And see, it's not no surprise. He reveals his plan, but he, the devil, you, you got to realize he's jealous of you. Yes, he, is. he knows he's what jealous. it's like to be with God. So the next time the devil tries to come up in your life and tell you who you are, tell him you just jealous because you can't be me. Come on, come and on. when you tell the devil, yes. you just jealous because you can't be me. You can take out all the tricks you want. But as long as I stay connected to the vine, I will always produce fruit. Yes. First yes, yes. John 4, 7 through 8 said, my beloved friends, let us continue to love each other since love comes from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and experiences a relationship with God. So if you're unable to love, do you have a relationship with God? Do you, this scripture is basically saying, if you are unable to love, then are you really a part of God? Do you really know God? Because when you realize the state that you were in, when you had no value, when you messed up royally, when, when, when nobody else wanted you and God blesses you on your worst day and reaffirms his love with you, you're able to love others. God is so good. Mm. Matthew, until we can learn to love ourselves and God, the only voice we will hear is the inner voice of self-criticism. Self-criticism is the only voice we will hear until we're able to love ourselves. Love ourselves. Matthew 10 and 8 says, Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, drive out demons freely without pay. You have received freely without charge, give. Without pay we receive, without charge we give. We are so used to labor until it's hard for us to receive freely. But the things of God are freely given, freely given. The day of just working for God's approval is over. It's over. You have God's stamp of approval on your life. Now, what are you going to do? You were not denied. You were approved of God. Approved. How we judge God's to be mean and, and critical. How do we judge God? Do we judge him to be mean and critical? It's extremely difficult to serve someone who is critical and harsh. Oh. Our picture of God will either make us run to him or make us run away from him. Yes. What yes. is your picture of God? Yes. How have you judged God? Ooh. Let's take a child that grows up in the home where the parents may be abusive in language, you know, and then you you grow up and every time somebody tickles that area and it sends you in a tizzy and all of a sudden you are isolated again every time somebody comes near your pain you retreat into isolation but can you say with me no more no more more. hallelujah we approach new relationships looking for an idea of a friend so we judge people before we even get into relationships with them 
before we even get into relationships. Yes, yes. We have judged them by our pain. So, in our subconscious, we already know what type of person we're looking for. For some, I don't want to know somebody too smart. Come on. Then I will feel dumb. Yes. I don't want to know someone who is financially stable because I will always feel poor. I don't want to know someone with a spirit with that spiritual because I will always feel like a sinner. I always want to be the big fish in the Come small on. pond, not knowing your growth has been Stunt by your associations. Yes. You need someone in your circle that knows more than you, yes. that's going to challenge you, yes. that's going to pull out that thing yes. that you keep burying, that you keep suppressing. You need it. It's going to take pain to get over pain. Yes. And you need that person to hurt you, Come not on. harm you, but you need that person to hurt you so it will shock you into your awesomeness so that you can fulfill your destiny. Yes. So we judge people before we even enter relationships, not knowing that person could be the ideal turner in your life. Yes. We are either running to the person we were raised with or we running from the person we were raised with. We seek friends according to who we are. Yes. Basically, Jesus is saying we have good or bad, whatever we have, good or bad, we're going to get more of it. Yes. So in Mark 4, 25, and he said unto them, take heed what you hear with what measure ye meet. It shall be measured to you and unto to you that here shall more be given. So you have to understand that whatever I'm putting out is basically saying reaping and sowing. And I want you to know too, life is a circle. What you put out will revisit your door one day. Yes. So you have to be uh, you have to be careful because a blessing comes when you can't afford it and a curse comes when you can't afford it. So you have to be careful what you put out on that. Yes. Be careful of your judgments because that's the same thing that's coming back to you. Press down, shaking together and running over. Yes. We, what part of your childhood are you still living out? What part of an offense are you still living out? When we never heal from those traumatic or perceived events, we end up basing every decision on our judgments. Yeah. Were you overlooked? Mm -hmm. Were you overly criticized? Mm -hmm. Were you rejected by your friends? Were you molested? Were you raped? Were you abused? Did an authority in your life take advantage of you? Were you bullied? What is the traumatic experience from your childhood that is still keeping you in bondage? Now we can't blame the, the victimizer now. We have become our own victimizer when we refuse to receive the healing, healing. and wholeness of God. Yeah. Then I become the person that keeps that offense alive in my life. But I, if you're out there and you're tired of hurting, just say, I am going to be healed. I am healed right now. Right now. We allow our traumas to be our prophecies. I don't want the past, but I keep bringing the past into my present, which is actually forecasting my future. Ooh. So we have to stop prophesying doom in our lives and ask God to heal us. Our, our future will go no further than our past if we keep bringing it up.
It's not the current things that are happening as much as the past events in our lives. And when others seem to resemble our trauma, we judge them. It's not that that person was out to hurt you, but they just reminded you of a traumatic experience in your life. And, and, and you are pushing people away because you refuse to heal. Sometimes holding on to the brain means more to, to, to you than actually getting healed. Because if I stop blaming, then I have to take responsibility. Come on, come on. The lower the esteem, the harsher the judgment. Yes, if yes. we don't think well of ourselves, we will believe that others don't think well of us. And we will always feel victimized, leaving us fearful and paranoid. Yes. Paranoid. Right. Feeling everyone is out to get us. But that's just paranormia. Let's pause right now. I want you to think of 10 things you believe about yourself. And I, you know what? Because of time, write down five. Five things you really believe about yourself. Five things you believe about yourself. Five things. I want you to think about those traumas that you've come through. I want you to think about all the best blows of Satan that you overcame and you are here today in your right mind when you should have lost it. Just five things, five things you believe about yourself. You believe about yourself. Yes. Five things that you believe about yourself. So we got these things going on. I hope you got your five things because I want you to hold on to that paper. I don't care what you wrote it on, if it's a napkin or whatever, because these we're going to build on these five things. Judgment always seeks to answer the question why. So it wants answers to what happened. So when I can't get my answers, I come up with my own predictions of what I think happened. The judgmental person is always offended. Now, let's look at offense. An offense is something that causes you to stumble. Mm -hmm. So it's only an offense when they set out to make you stumble. Your feelings being hurt is not a stumble. <laughs> you feeling inadequate is not a stumble. Mm -hmm. Feeling angry or ignorant is not a stumble. That's how you view yourself. That's your self-criticism talking. It's the same pain with a different face. For something new, we must make room, make room, make room, make room. In making room, we have to lay out before God and make a and maybe a Christian counselor or our pastors and speak the whole truth, not those guarded words, not what you think somebody wants to hear, not some, not painting a picture of yourself almost good when all this bad is going on. This is why I believe God emphasizes confession is good for the soul. Yes, some yes. things you can give to God privately, but privately, but some things you need to talk it out. Talk it out. Thank you, Jesus. Some things are buried and protected, but lived out in our subconscious, controlling our outlook and our actions. All right. So in relation to in, 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 in looking at relationships, we always keep our brothers and sisters best interests in the forefront of our mind. Remember, relationship, I'm shifting. And when you have relationship, you don't put 
more on your friends than they're able to bear. All right. All right. Friends don't share things with friends that they can't handle. No. This is another relationship buster. When you love somebody, you don't put more on them than you know that they're able to bear. Because after you finish, they may not ever recover from the mess that you told them. And you got people that's outside of church now, or you got people that were effective in ministry, working with all their might. Now they don't know what to do. They're on the outside looking in because they're carrying the burdens of somebody they called a friend. Friends don't share what friends can't handle. When our minds are distorted, we look for others who validate our bad behavior and thinking. And that's what we're doing when we share things that our friends cannot handle. Take a look at your circle now. Who is healthy? Are you the strongest one? Do they correct you in error? Or are they compliant with all of your bad behaviors? The Holy Spirit will lead and guide us into all truth. It's a complete package. But I encourage you today, healing is a choice, but you can leave it unclaimed. Healing is available. If we don't keep overriding it, it nudges us to live in freedom. Any major change that's going to take place in your life will require a system of support. Yes, yes. You need a system of support. And that way you can, you're able to live transparently, but you need a system of, of support, not someone that's just going to be compliant with you, but someone that's going to challenge you. Remember, iron sharpens iron and you do not want to be a knife with a dull blade Mm. because that makes you useless when needed. So you need the iron. You need the challenges. You need to, you need the disagreements, but you don't have to judge to have that. Remember, we're talking about relation shift. And I want you to actually pray this this week. Lord, Help me to break all agreements with the devil. Come on. Lord, help me to break all agreements with the devil. Let God, I'm telling you, when it comes to mind, but you gotta, you, you gotta make room for God. But I promise you, when when you if you lay out before God and you said, God, I want to do right, God, fix my heart. God, show me the error of my ways. He'll start bringing it up a little bit at a time. And as he brings it up, you say, God, I I know that's wrong because your word doesn't say that. I give it to you. Fix it for me, God. And then whatever God speaks to you, act on it and act on it immediately. But Lord, help me break all agreements with the devil. God, help me to break all all agreements with the devil. Don't judge. Get clarity. The the remedies of judging is to get clarity, confront, which will sometimes cause your pride. But clarity clears confusion. Clarity kills confusion. You're going to lose a lot of good people if you don't seek clarity and choose to live in confusion. Clarity kills confusion. Clarity kills confusion. It also kills judgment. So, Lord... Help me to break all agreements with the devil. Refuse to judge 
Come to your own conclusions about your brothers and sisters. Real relationships are authentic and transparent, and they are challenging. Expect disagreements. Expect it. That's healthy. But we all agree that we're going to love each other at the end of the day. So I want to say, if nobody told you today that I love you and I appreciate you and hopefully love will continue to flow in your life and flow through you to other people. And Lord, this is our testimony. How we love each other is the testimony of the love of God in our hearts. So I encourage you love, even if it hurts, hurt, but don't harm, but break all agreements with the devil. Thank you for tuning in.